Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jerry Orson. Today we'll be talking about a whole bunch of brand new films and TV shows. But first, we're going to be talking to Graham Vacher and his role in Woody Woodpecker. How are you doing, Graham? Pretty good. How are you? I'm excited. I'm excited to talk to you as well. So to start us off, can you tell us about your character in the film? Uh, Yeah, sure. So Tommy follows his dad um, and his dad's new girlfriend, who he doesn't really like, into this, this remote place where his dad's building this weird house. And he doesn't really want to be there. There's nobody else's age, so he's trying to make friends and explore this new town, but he's kind of there, and he doesn't really want to be. So something I really liked about the film was the incorporation of an animated character. It's one of the main characters, and it's Woody Woodpecker, and he's completely animated. You know, he's not there, and you had a lot of close interactions with him. I mean, that must have been hard to kind of act with a character that's not really there in real life. Can you kind of tell us about that experience from an actor's perspective? Uh, definitely. It was it was certainly something to get used to. Um they had a doll on a stick of Woody Woodpecker um, that they would show us where he was going to be in the scene before we filmed. And sometimes he would be there just for us to have an eye line. But a lot of the time it was just remembering where Woody would be and just pretending he was there. Yeah, that does sound like it's something to get used to. I mean, in the film, though, it looks so realistic. It looks like Woody's right there. You can touch him. You can brush his fur. It looks Everything looks just so realistic. And I'm sure that afterwards, it must have looked completely different after the special effects team got their hands on it and really made Woody come to life. What was your kind of reaction the first time you saw Woody Woodpecker moving around with you and animated? I didn't really see him moving around with me, at least until um, the trailer actually came out. We got to see near the end of shooting a little clip of what he was going to look like when he was animated. And I mean, I was really excited when I saw it just because it looked... It looked pretty cool, I thought. Um, and then when I saw the trailer, I just thought it was so interesting how I remembered filming that um, with nothing there. And then suddenly there was this bird in, in the video. Yeah, it's pretty amazing what special effects can do in modern Hollywood. It's just really incredible. Now, would you say this is the hardest role you've ever played or do you think that there has been harder? Oh, man. Hardest role I've ever played... I don't, I don't think it was this one, um, because after a while of acting with nothing there, it was something sort of you could get used to and you could um, almost imagine he was there. I think the hardest role I had to do was on The Good Doctor when I had to play an autistic child. Mm, that does sound like it would be very challenging. And since Woody is an animated character, do you have a favorite cartoon character? Favorite cartoon character? Um, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't really watch a lot of cartoons. I think the only cartoon I've watched recently was <laughs> Rick and Morty. So it might honestly be Woody, or maybe a character from Rick and Morty. Well, I have to agree. Rick and Morty is an amazing show. Definitely a great comedy series. 
So, and Woody Woodpecker, would you say, I know this is kind of a harder question to ask, would you say you have a favorite scene at all? Oh, man. Okay, I have to decide between, I think, the cement or, what was the other one? You know what? No, I think it was definitely the cement pouring into the car. I think that was my favorite day on set because, in reality, it was just dyed gray oatmeal that they dumped into a car. Oh, man, that must have smelled really badly. Wow, that sounds like a really interesting experience, though. So can you tell us any other stories of what it was like on set? I mean, you guys were filming in a lot of different places. Sometimes you were filming in a town, sometimes you are filming in the woods. So what was it like on set? It all filmed in this really, really scenic location where the house was. I think my strongest memory from filming on that location was being able to see like that view every day. Um, Because you can see all the way down, like, the river, and you can see all the mountains. So that view was totally real. Well, that sounds beautiful. I remember seeing that in the film. I was thinking, wow, that just looks so spectacular. I would love to have a house there just on the lake every day. That sounds just great. You're listening to Kids First Comedy Attractions on the Voice of America Kids Network. And right now we're talking to Graham Bercher, who plays uh, Tommy Walters in the brand new film Woody Woodpecker. So, uh, Graham, my next question for you is, do you think there's any moral, maybe to the story, to your character specifically, that you want people to learn from the film? Definitely there is stuff to learn. Like, about, there's a lot about the environment. You can see, um, because of, like, the habitat destruction with Woody and how it affects him. I don't know about Tommy specifically. Maybe, I think there's a lot to be learned from his relationship with his dad throughout the movie, though. I think that's a very good point, especially, you know, with deforestation happening so badly. I think it's a great message that the film teaches. So in the film, you play a very moody and separated teenager. Can you kind of talk about that experience for you? I mean, do you feel like you're like that in real life or was it kind of weird for you to play that? Um, If I said I wasn't moody, I'm sure some people in my family would disagree with that. (laughs) Um, I think, well, because I understand why. Tommy might be angry because of his family situation. Luckily, I've never had to deal with stuff like that. But it was... I mean, it's, um... It's pretty fun just being... Acting angry at everyone in the scene. Especially the dad. Oh, I'm sure. And I want to ask about a specific scene where you uh, play the guitar. There's a few, There's a scene where you play the guitar, and you play it really well. Then I also read that in real life you play the guitar. Was that a coincidence, or did you learn how to play the guitar for this film specifically? Like, wh- how did that c- occur? Um, so that was um, actually pretty cool, because I had always kind of wanted to learn how to play the guitar as an instrument, but I never really had the opportunity. And then... When we got kind of pretty far into the um, into the audition process, I was one of the I was I think the only kid who didn't actually know how to play guitar, and so we decided to just jump on it, and figured if I didn't get the role, then I would be able to learn the instrument anyway. Um, but I totally learned how to play guitar just for this movie. <laughs> and uh, do you stick with it now? I mean, do you feel like you play the guitar for the rest of your life? Oh yeah, I'm I'm really glad I I learned how to play it. I think it's it's definitely something I'm going to continue doing. Well, I mean, you sounded great on the guitar and uh do you have any favorite songs to play on the guitar? Oh man, I haven't actually 
um, picked up the guitar in a couple weeks because I've had to learn piano. Um, but I think favorite song to play on guitar right now is maybe All of Me by John Legend. Oh, I, that's a pretty good song. I'm sure that sounds fantastic. Well, Graham, thank you so much for talking to us about Woody Woodpecker. Uh, thank you for having me. Of course. Definitely check out the film. It's out now. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Ors, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Tractions in this week's show, sponsored by Cat in the Hat Season 2. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm samantha marcus and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about the newest film woody woodpecker and next we'll be talking with damon who's from new york city and is 10 and also we're going to be talking to rowan who's from new york city and is 12 about the new film thomas edison's secret lab rocket to the moon welcome to the show guys thanks for having us yeah, thanks. So I want to start with you, Damon. I wanted to know, what did you think about the film? Because I personally haven't seen it or heard about it, but just from the title, Rocket to the Moon sounds so entertaining. So I want you to tell me a little bit about it and what you thought of it. Well, I I kind of like this these DVDs because I really like this, how they teach a lot about science. And Rocket to the Moon was... The episode about gravity, where a guy, a guy is scared of, of the, a spaceship falling on his head. Oh wow, that sounds really entertaining. It, it's definitely something that I haven't heard of before. Did you like it? I mean, was it one of your favorites? It was a DVD pack, and it wasn't really my favorite. My favorite was Freaky Furry. Oh, was that similar? Was it different? Freaky Furry was kind of about the human body more like, where they accidentally switch brains with a dog. Wow, that also sounds really fun and very interesting to watch. Now, Damon, I wanted to know, did you agree with Rowan? Did you think that you liked the film too? I mean, did you have a favorite character in mind? My favorite character is Von Bolt, same as Rowan. Oh, wow, that's funny. 
I totally agree. It sounds like a very interesting character. So, Rowan, I had another question for you. What would you say was your favorite scene out of all of the episodes in Thomas Edison's Secret Lab? I think my favorite individual scene was probably one of the... At the end of each episode on the DVD, they have a music video where they re-explain the science in much more detail. And I think my fa- my favorite scene was definitely the one in that in the episode Run Dropout. Because it like explained science, science, but it also explained um, the most practical use of that piece of that fact. Because like a lot of the episodes, the fact is like completely useless. And like, yeah, it's nice to know, but you're not going to be able to use it. Right. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, I'm glad that you really enjoyed it. And it sounds like there were a lot of episodes to choose from with so much variety. And really, you would learn a lot. So that's great. Now, Damon, I wanted to know... When you were watching these episodes, did you have a episode that, not necessarily a favorite scene, but did you have a favorite moment in a certain episode that maybe you could relate to more than the others? I could relate, relate to a, a version because in, in the episode, the monster not under the bed, I could, I could relate that I used to be uh, afraid of a monster under the bed. But I'm not anymore, but I could relate. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm sure so many people are afraid of monsters under the bed, especially after seeing all those films like Monsters, Inc. and all those. Yeah, I completely agree. But that's good that you're not afraid of it anymore. And so, Rowan, my question for you is, when you were watching this series of episodes, would you say that when you started watching it versus the end of watching it, Would you say that the episodes necessarily got better? Did they have to do with each other? Did they have an overarching theme? I mean, what did you think as the more that you watched each episode? Well, I've seen multiple multiple DVD sets in this series, Thomas Edison's Secret Lab, and a lot of them had had themes, but this one, like, seemed really messed up, but, like, really mixed up, and there was lots of different, like, topics, but, like, and there was no real overarching theme and a lot of them were just like kind of reset on this continuous storyline but as i watched them i was like rather like my perspective on them changed like on the first few i saw them as like very educational very bright and colorful but then on, but then at the end on the last three i was like they like it they're good they, it's good information, but that's not what people are going to take from the episodes. The people are going to take, like, that they have jetpacks or they have, they can fly or teleport. Right, I completely agree with you. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about some of the newest films like Woody Woodpecker, Thomas Edison's Secret Lab, Rocket to the Moon, Peter Rabbit, and To the Beat. Right now I'm talking to Damon and Rowan about Thomas Edison's Secret Lab, A Rocket to the Moon. So we were just talking about how there are so many episodes and there's been, they've both seen both DVD sets and they're very different from each other. So I wanted to ask you, Damon, was there a specific DVD set that you could relate to more than another? Um, well, I, I could relate to this one because it's the only one that had and had any problem that I would, that I've had before. Right. Would you say, what were some of the problems that I guess you've had before that made it you able to relate to the film? I mean, was there something in the film that really could help you in such a situation like that? 
the monster under the bed problem that I talked about before, which is gone now. Well, the episode I could relate to more is was the episode about was about the Von Bolt drop getting lost because I felt I felt like like he didn't actually get lost. He knew where he was, but like the people are panicking because they thought he was lost. And I feel like that's like kind of something most people could relate to, is how like getting lost is like confusing, disorientating, and like you're worried that people will be worried. So I can see what you meant about the monsters on the bed, because I know that most people have at some point like probably thought there was like something under the bed or in the closet that was like scary or maybe not scary but it's just they thought it was there so i can see why that might be something you can relate to yeah i mean i completely agree with you and i think that that's totally true so i want to talk to you rowan i know you said that you've seen multiple episodes but do you think that they should keep making more episodes or do you think that since they already have so many that it's good enough as it is I feel like if they were to keep making making episodes, they would need to change some things. Because, like, at this point, having seen enough episodes, it's like, I'm kind of just coming to realize that they kind of just have everything conveniently that they need. And in any case, like, in one episode of this DVD, it's like, they had to build a, a water slide, and it, it was, like, for company. And they were expected to get it in get it in that more that that evening yeah yeah in the end all they submitted was an idea for a water sl- water slide and they already and and this there's no like there's like no consequences there's like because like whatever they do it's gone to the point where whatever you do you know what's going to happen Right. I, I, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I, I would think that they would probably need to change some things too, but it sounds like a really interesting series. Now, Damon, I want to ask you first then, Rowan, would you say, I know that the episodes, there are so many of them, but in a way that there was the, you saw the last episode so far, did you like how it ended? I mean, without giving anything away, did you like it? Would you change anything? I mean, what did you think about it? Well, they they don't really end that way. It's just like the episode, when the episode ends, it's just like everything's back to normal and they have fixed their problem. And then there's the next episode where they have another problem that they have to fix on another day at an unknown time. And yeah, like the best part about the ending of each episode is like there's music videos. I think I mentioned those and... The music videos, like, they really kind of cap off the ending and, like, mark that it's over. I feel like they were, they're good, they're, like, they're good music videos, but it gets to a point where, because the show is, like, so repetitive, that the music videos are actually probably better than the show, meaning they're kind of the part that now I want to watch more than the show. Right, well... I completely agree with you, and I think that that's very interesting. Now, quick last question for you, Damon. What would you say is the age and the star rating for this series of episodes? I would rate it ages 7 to 10, and I rate it 5 out of 5 stars because it's really educational, and I like that. Great. Well, thank you so much, Damon and Rowan, for talking about 
these episodes of Thomas Edison's Secret Lab Rocket to the Moon. We're going to take a quick break. I'm Samantha Marcus, and you're listening to Kit's First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Cat in the Hat Season 2. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm jerry Ors, and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we just finished talking about the brand new dvd collection called thomas edison's secret lab rocket to the moon now we're going to be talking about a wonderful new animated slash live action film called peter rabbit we're going to be talking with the critics carla and izzy so carla how are you doing today I am good, thank you. Of course, and Izzy, how about you? Great, you? I'm doing great, thank you. So let's jump right into it. Uh, Carla, can you tell us a little bit about the story? Peter Rabbit follows, of course, Peter Rabbit, Fopsy Mopsy, Cottontail, and Benji, and they take vegetables from the garden next door, which is um, the McGregor's garden, and the McGregor's try to get them out of the garden by using a bunch of things like explosives. You know, I really kind of like the idea of this film. I overall like the idea of combining animation and live action. And we just kind of, it's funny, we talked about a film like this earlier. Woody Woodpecker was the same style. And uh, Izzy, my question for you is about the special effects, because obviously all these talking animals aren't real, sadly, as much as I would love them to be real. They're computer computer uh, graphics so how real did it look i guess is my question it looked really real the shading on the fur was really nice um their eyes were like beady and really looked like rabbits they were pretty realistic other than the fact that they were wearing jackets and they were standing on twos but they looked pretty realistic as you know realistic animation goes you know, it just shows you how advanced Hollywood's getting. Just 10 years ago, things like this would have been almost impossible. And if it was possible, it would look so fake. It's just nice to see how we develop. Uh, so, Carla, can you tell us about the voice acting? Because there are a few characters who are voice acted, like we said, they aren't real. And just the general acting itself. Um, the voice acting and the acting is really good. 
like um, Donald Gleason, he plays Mr. McGregor. He actually acts like soulless in a way, but when he's like with his love interest, kind of a spoiler, B, which is um, takes care of the rabbits, like he actually acts like he's really in love, and I kind of felt for it for a little bit. And going back to the voice acting, um, Cottontail is played by Daisy Ridley, and it's like, and I really like how she portrayed her. Because she really does act, like, crazy and wild. Yeah, we see Daisy Ridley a lot in live-action films like Star Wars. Uh, it's kind of interesting to see her in a voiceover role. And speaking of interesting roles, I, I also want to ask uh, Izzy. So Margot Robbie also plays the narrator of the film, and I've never seen her do any narration before. So how was she in a narration position? She was a good narrator, and I liked it the fact that she actually kind of like said some funny things like oh if it were this kind of fairy tale they would say this but it isn't so they just said nothing and she was funny and she was a really good she was a really good narrator i liked it she really expressed her feelings and what the part of the story she was talking about like a sad moment she was her voice was moody and then at a funny moment her her voice was funny it it she was really good as a narrator well, that's good to hear. Margot Robbie is a phenomenal actress, and I'm glad that she's also excelling in narration. Uh, so, Carla, let's talk about the writing, because it sounds like it's a fantastic story. There's a lot of different writers, so what did you think of the writing overall? I like the writing. The storyline is really nice and cute, even though there's some sad parts in there, which kind of get to you. And... Um, Izzy, can you kind of talk about the originality? Because it is actually based on original characters and tales called Peter Rabbit. So do you feel like it's still original or do you feel like it's a little repeated? It's really original with like the father baked in a pie and then like how they were, you know, going into the background backyard to grab all the farm fruits. But like, I just think it was a little bit more modern because there were I don't know they were just doing stuff that wasn't in the fairy tale it was really funny yeah I feel like another film there came up recently Paddington 2 in the first Paddington they also did that it's based off a, a fairy tale but it's more modernized and I kind of like that style you know what if this fairy tale took place in 2017 or 2018 I I really like that uh, you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. And today, right now, we are talking about the brand new film, Peter Rabbit, with the critics Carla and Izzy. Uh, so, Carla, what would be your favorite scene in the film? My favorite scene is probably um, the fight scene between Mr. McGregor and Peter Rabbit. Because uh, it was really funny because B kept walking in and they, pre- and they were like pretending to be like reading a book. Or like looking at the paintings or whatever. And she didn't even notice. She didn't even hear it or anything, which kind of boggles my mind. Yeah, I actually want to talk about the fight scenes a little bit, and I'll ask you this, Izzy. There was a lot of fight scenes I just shot from the trailer alone that it's animated and real, but it's also, you know, it's also a fight scene. So how did that come out? Like, how how were the fight scenes between the animated and real characters? I thought they were really funny, but I just, they were, yeah, they were pretty funny, but... I just think that younger children shouldn't, like, watch 
as much of those scenes because like yeah there were some kids crying in the theaters and i was like oh my gosh so i just think younger children shouldn't watch those scenes but for kids like six and up yeah it, it would be pretty funny and uh so what exact age range would you give it then six and up so you would say it would be good for uh, older kids and adults as well Yes, 6 to, like, you know, 90. It was really, it was a good movie for, for adults, too. Well, that's good to hear. And, uh, Carla, what age range would you give it? Um, I would give it, uh, like, 7 to 12, around there, because I feel 6 is a little young, even though, like, they're kind of exposed to that stuff, like, through, uh, like, TV shows and stuff. Okay, that's definitely fair. And uh, Carla, you're actually at a press event in New York City for this film where you interviewed some of the talent. Can you talk about that a little bit? Um, I interviewed Damo Gleason, which is um, the only one that I interviewed from the movie. But he was talking about how you're talking about that fight scene and how it looked really realistic to him. But in like real life, he was fighting a fake bunny. Oh, man, that must have been interesting. Wow. That it. Again, it just shows you how incredible it is what we can do with technology these days. And uh, Izzy, how many stars would you give the film and why? Five out of five. It was probably the funniest, like, most good animation movie I think I've ever watched. And, like, you know, the message is good and it's sweet. And, yeah, it has kind of a mix of, like, love and fight and you know it was like funny and sad all rolled up into one uh you talked about a message can you talk about that a little more um don't be afraid of don't be afraid of change it can be good sometimes and also um listen to your heart that's a beautiful message and i think it's really important for kids to learn especially carla uh what star rating do you give this I also give it a five out of five because I really liked it. It was adorable. It was funny. I loved it. And um, so was there any soundtrack to the film? Because I find a lot of family films like this generally do have a soundtrack. Uh, Izzy? I don't think there was much of a soundtrack, but like, you know, some like music in the background, but I didn't really hear it. The bird singing was funny, so yeah, maybe there was a little bit of a soundtrack, but I, I don't think this movie was, like, music-prone. Well, that's definitely fair. I mean, you know, you concentrate on the characters as well. And, uh, Carla, do you think this is a film that should have a sequel, and if so, do you think it would be entertaining to watch a sequel? I don't think there should be a sequel, because at the ending, I was kind of satisfied. I was, I you know, like, a little bit of me wanted to find out what happened to, uh, Mr. McGregor and B, but I feel like we should just leave it at that because it was a good film and making a sequel, well, I don't know how that will turn out. You know, I definitely agree. You know, when a story is complete, it's complete. You don't need to move on anymore. So Izzy, I have a question. Do you think that this direction Hollywood's going, replacing more and more things with animation, CGI, do you think that's a good style, or do you think that we should go back to, you know, props and actually realistic objects? No, I think it's fine the way it is. Okay, and uh, Carla, how about you? Um, I actually like the CGI because, you know, uh, even though, like, using props and stuff, it makes it look a little more realistic. Um, it's, like, really expensive for, like, the directors and everyone. 
So you have to also like keep a budget. It is very true. You know, there's always the economic side of making films. That's a very good point. Well, Carlin, Izzy, thank you so much for talking to me about the brand new film, Peter Rabbit. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Ors, and you're listening to Kids First Come Attractions. If you'd like to check out Peter Rabbit now, it is out now in theaters, so definitely check it out. This week's show is sponsored by Cat in the Hat Season 2. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm samantha marcus and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about a new film called peter rabbit and next we'll be talking with arjun who's from nashville and is 16 about the new film to the beat welcome to the show arjun happy to be here so, to the beat, that sounds like it's something about dancing, but I could be wrong, but I want you to tell me more about it. So, yes, it is exactly what you think it is. It, it is about dancing, and, you know, it's you know it's got a lot of stakes to it, because, you know, we're following the, the main protagonists, who are these twins, whose names are Mackie and Mia, and, you know, you want to root for them. But, you know, they also have this antagonist oppose, opposing them on the way who's very cold and calculated and her name is Avery and basically it's about like it's about this dance competition for like uh, a famous uh, pop singer's music video and you know they're all trying to compete to get a place in there so it's it's a nice dance movie for sure now do you dance I mean when you were watching this film did you ever dance or think about it or could you relate to it in that way well, I'm not more of, like, you know, a person to tap my feet to anything or, like, dance. But, like, definitely I think, like, if if a person is, like, that sort of a person, yeah, they're going to be tapping their feet or dancing to it a lot because it's, you know, it's very to the beat, like the movie says. Right, yeah, I love tapping my feet, and I'm, I'm, I'm a dancer, actually. I was just in a class, but I got thrown out because I broke my leg. So it's interesting to see films that, you know, incorporate dance into them and, even if you don't relate to dance still, it's probably very enjoyable for you. So you were talking about the two lead girls in the movie. Who would you say was your favorite character? Was it one of them? Was it somebody else? I mean, what did you think? 
I think that um, both the Laura Christine and Brisa Lalik, I might be pr- mispronouncing that name, um, both play the um, main characters. Like uh, they both, they're they're both excellent at it. But I think my favorite character has to go to Mia, who's played by um, Brisa Lalik, because you know, like I mentioned in my review, there's sort of like a plot twist, kind of a plot twist, like a plot development that happens during the middle of the movie, and she gets to bring out her emotional strings for that for that plot. You know, for Mackie, you know, it's it's more the same for her character development, but I like the character development that Mia goes through. Wow, yeah, I mean, they sound so different, and I think that it was, it sounds, just by the way you're describing both of them, it sounds like they've got really great characters in the film, and I really can't wait to see it. So, now that you've talked about characters, was, this, was there a specific scene or moment in the film that you're just like, wow, I wish I could see that again? Um, definitely, I would have to say it's the whole, like, final dance. Maybe not all of the dances, you know, you you hear the same music video and you see them dance again, which I guess is a small problem I have with the movie. It's literally the same, like, music video and the dances. But definitely you can feel the intensity of what's going on. Um, even if a few things in that regard were a little bit anticlimactic, but, like, for the most part, I think it's satisfied and it was really intense to see who gets the prize and I won't reveal who. Ooh, yeah, we don't want we don't like spoilers on this show, but yeah, I mean, it sounds like I mean that's kind of unfortunate that they use the same video. I mean, why do you? Why I know you didn't make the film, but why do you think that they did that? Would you say it's more of a purpose of just getting the audience to really understand that that was a very specific song or video that they really wanted them to learn? I mean, why do you think so? I guess that's how it is when people go for dance competitions. They're obviously going to be dancing to the same stuff. Like, they must be finding it way more repetitive than, like, the people watching. But um, I also noticed one thing about the song, which kind of relates to the main message of the movie, maybe, or I may be overanalyzing it. But I noticed how the song is about dancing for love. And that is, like, one of the main, like, themes and focus of the movie is that, like, don't, don't, like, do it, like... If you have, like, an ambition or a dream, don't do it for, like, the popularity. Do it for the love of it. I think that that's great. And it's also great because Valentine's Day is just around the corner. So dancing for love. And I think that that's true. I mean, a lot of dancers, I mean, I know you don't dance. But when I dance, I do it because I want to do it. You don't want to dance if you don't enjoy doing it. So I think that that's great that they incorporate such a great message. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about some great films such as Woody Woodpecker, Thomas Edison's Secret Lab Rocket to the Moon, Peter Rabbit, and To the Beat. Right now we're talking to Arjun about the film To the Beat, and he was just telling us about how we're using the same video in this film, but he is talking about the fact that you should dance because you love dancing, and I think that that is so important in our day and age because kids around the world just need to love what they do because that's what's important in life. So I wanted to ask you, do you think that there should be a sequel or another, just even if there already is a sequel, should there be another movie? I mean, would it, would you say it would be hard to make another movie since they already kind of covered everything? I mean, what do you think? I mean, I guess it's always, there's, it's always good to have a sequel. They have good characters going on here. You know, maybe they could, you know, they could, but I yes, I do feel that like with the way the movie resolved, it would be hard to go on from there. 
But I definitely think a sequel should be good for the movie. I mean, like, you, you got a good foundation of characters. And I guess, like, dancing is, you know, it's a thing which a lot of audiences want to watch. But I'm not saying that they should make the movies for, like, money or profit. They should make it out of their love of their heart. And that's one thing I did like about the movie. It was made with love. Yeah, I mean, those are the best movies, the ones where there's so much effort put into it and you can really relate to it. So I think that that's great. Now, since you said that they use the same song over and over again, when you stopped watching it, was it stuck in your head? I mean, did you go to sleep and you were thinking of the same song? Probably. I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, yeah, I had that song stuck in my head for quite a while. Wow. I mean, I guess they did repeat it a lot, which is great. I mean, you remembered it and I... I hate when songs get stuck in your head, but it probably must have been a good song, so I can't wait to listen to it. So, speaking of songs, did you have a favorite song that they, you know, made the girls dance to in the movie? Um, I don't really know the names to the songs, but I I guess the main song they dance to is good. They don't really dance to much songs because I mean, most of the most of the scenes they show are just rehearsal for that dance and the ultimate dance itself. So, like, I guess maybe outside of the opening scene, there, there wasn't really, like, much other music going on. Right. Yeah. I mean, since you do, since when people do dance, it's the same song over and over again, which, like I said, I think is great. And I'm sure that they rehearse a lot because, you know, when they have to, you know, dance, you got hours and hours of rehearsal, which is why, like you said, it takes much effort and dedication. And I'm glad that they put that in the film. So, that's great. Now, what did you think about the cinematography in the film? Um, like, it definitely isn't, like, the most mind-blowing, whoa, that is the greatest cinematography I've seen in my life, but it's also not, like, the worst. It's, it's you know, it's a good, it's a good, like, like, ground for cinematography. Like, you know, you can, you can look at the movie and say, yeah, it was well shot. I mean, like, I, I, I enjoyed looking at it for sure. It, I definitely enjoyed the cinematography. Now, aside from the cinematography, what would you say, I mean, we don't want any spoilers, but about the ending of the film? Because I would say that the ending is one of the most prime parts in a film. I mean, were you happy with it? Were you not? I mean, what could you tell us without giving anything away? I mean, I I guess I was happy with the ending. Like, like all competitions, like, you know, any movie which revolves around a dance competition or any competition, you know, we're always here for the ending moment, which is like the buildup of what the movie has been building up for. And you feel like that epic sense of just like scope and scale of, whoa, this, this is it. And I definitely think the ending satisfied me for sure. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I, like I said, I love endings of films and that's really important. So I want to ask you, what would you say is, the, I know you were talking about dancing because you love to, but what would you say, is there any other moral or message that the viewers could relate to? Um, th That's m mainly the main message, but it, it also, you know, it, it also ties in with another message. Don't do anything for the popularity of it. Do it because you love it. And, you know, you, like, the, the main um, antagonist in this movie, Avery, you know, she seems to be really in it for, like, um, just being popular and out there. But, like, these twins, like, they really want it just because they love doing what they do. And I, I think that's, like, the main theme of the movie. Just just do it for the love of it. And I guess, yeah, that's another message. Just don't do it for the popularity, of course. 
I love how they always relate to these, these films to kids, especially because that's something that we all face in school's popularity and you got to do it because you love to do it, which I think is great. And my last few questions to you are, what would you say is the age and the star rating for this film? Um, I would definitely say the age range would be a six to 10, maybe, maybe some, maybe older, because like, it could be like a little bit like too childish for audiences. You could definitely tell it was made for young kids. But like I still like I feel that anyone could watch it like it there's nothing too childish about it and I'll definitely give it 4 out of 5 stars. Wow, I mean, yeah, I I think that that's great. I'm definitely going to check this film out because it sounds amazing and for all the viewers out there who maybe aren't into dancing, why should they see this film anyway even if it's not something that they particularly enjoy? I guess I guess if they really like um you know, they really like just, like, well-developed characters and watching, like, a story, like, unfold with characters you can root for and characters you can hate. I guess, like, this movie would work for people who want to watch something of that sort. I completely agree with you. Well, thank you so much, Arjun, for talking about To the Bee. It sounds like, an, like it's an, an incredible film. Welcome. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps to learn how you can join our Kids First film critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of Huffington Post and check out our YouTube channel. You can get there easily from our homepage at kidsfirst.org. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Cat in the Hat Season 2. And with Valentine's Day just around the corner, make sure to go watch these films, grab some chocolate and friends, and just have a wonderful Valentine's Day with your family and friends. And don't forget to check out these amazing films. I'm Samantha Marcus. Thanks for listening. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.